JB, uh, this was a weekend where two losing streaks came to an end. The first one, uh, this was the, the trendsetter apparently uh, on Friday night. Uh, what was it, a 27 game losing streak or something like that William Patterson had? Uh, going back to uh, 2016, I want to say. And coach Dustin Johnson. Old news. William Patterson stepped in. Last week, we thought he was going to actually do it with his team. Uh, they went to overtime, and William Patterson said, uh, not so fast, my or excuse me, uh, Western Connecticut said to William Patterson, not so fast, my friend. This week, our friend uh, Jimmy Robertson and company uh, didn't fare as well as Western Connecticut did, and the winners were William Patterson and Dustin Johnson. Welcome to In the Huddle. Congratulations, Coach. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was a it's been a long road, long year for us, but you know the kids are definitely thrilled about it. Let's talk about it a little bit. Well, let's talk about the game, the win itself. Then we'll go back uh, to last year uh, in a second. Um, you know, this was a hard-fought game, and you know, game flow-wise, after a tough loss last week, how did you keep your team in this game mentally to come through the way they did? Well. <clears throat> First of all, you know, Coach Therese does a great job over there at FDU. Uh, he's always had his team ready to play, even since we were back at Stevenson. Um, his guys are well-prepared. They have a tough offensive system to kind of go against. So, you know, for us defensively coming out first, it was kind of getting the game under control, getting the tempo that they wanted to play at, and getting our defense to settle in. Uh, offensively, you know, we were just trying to figure them out schematically where we wanted to attack, get the proper angles to run some of our power game. Uh, and in the first half, you know, their offense dominated the football. Um, they did a great job playing keep away. And, you know, once we were able to get the ball kind of at halftime, we kind of talked to our guys about, hey, we know we know the plays are there. Uh, we just got to make sure we're going to the right places, getting our assignments done. And, you know, our running backs, you know, hitting the hole hard. And once we got it going, uh, it kind of all worked out. Yeah, specifically, I think there was, what, a 41-yard touchdown run in the third quarter that, that seemed to, to kind of light a fire under your team. I mean, yeah, I think probably one of the more challenging things that you probably dealt with since you since you joined is that, you know, kind of, you know, changing changing the story, changing the, the, the mantra. I mean, you're down at halftime. It's kind of like, all right, here we go again. But obviously, you know, that play and, and the second half was something where, you know, that all that old stuff, the, you know, the 27 games and all that kind of went out the window. And it seems like you've really got your team to believe that, hey, we're, we're in, you know, all these games and we're going to win them. Yeah, I mean, I think we've got a team full of guys that, that want to fight and they want to learn how to win. And, you know, the hardest step is we haven't won in so long. Guys just don't know how to take the next step forward. And we kind of. You know, we get punched in the mouth early and we kind of sat back on our heels a little bit. Um, but, you know, the guys kind of got together at half, like I said, and they just really were like, hey, let's go out and let's take care of this. And, you know, they did a great job. You know, and for us, you know, we knew we had the kids. We knew we had the talent and the speed to get it done. But it was just in the we had to figure out the trenches up front. Um, and I think once our kids started to believe and they started to feel the momentum, um, they, they just they just rode the flow and went with it. You know, and I really do believe, you know, we, we kind of train our guys to go for four quarters, you know, and we talked about five quarters against Westcon last week, um, you know, but we, we want our guys <laughs> to be able to do so. Well, Coach, uh, it, it was definitely a, let's say, uh, like eight-day or seven-day period uh, when you get down to it uh, for your team, no doubt about that. But it's been a maturation process of more than that, as you said at the beginning of this interview. 
why did you take this job? I mean, when you look at this job, this is a, a program that has historically been a basketball school more than a football school. I've called a number of games at William Patterson in the uh, playoffs, uh, you know, back in the last decade or so for uh, D3Hoops.com. And I, I passed by the football field and I think to myself, I didn't, I, in the old days, I didn't even remember that William Patterson had a football team. Now suddenly we're going to remember this because of uh, you, but why did you want this job in the first place? And, you know, lead us, you, you came from Stevenson, for those that don't uh, know, uh, as their defensive coordinator. And by the way, great, good job overall in keeping the scores low uh, the last couple of weeks, especially last week. But why did you want it? Um, well, first, you know, when I was at Stevenson, I was recruiting New Jersey. At Salisbury, we recruited New Jersey. So there's a ton of talent here. Um, you know, so one of the things that makes this job attractive was if we could get some of these young men or student athletes to stay here in state um, and, you know, pay a reduced, you know, price or in-state tuition, uh, the academics here are good. Um, so, you know, helping these young men come to a place that's affordable, uh, play a good brand of football in the NJAC conference, which is very competitive and tough, you know, and then also earn a college degree, you know, and that, that was a big part of it where I think this is a place that, you know, we can get really good players and we can actually help these student athletes win football games and graduate, you know, so that, that was, you know, why the job was very attractive um, personally for myself and my family. Um, it was a good move, um, you know, help. We have a two-year-old at home and, you know, my wife is a nurse, so kind of helped us there a little bit. So, you know, I got to look out for the family first. But, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I think we can get some palliative recruits here and it's at affordable price. And, you know, I think the administration does a really good job of supporting us. Well, I know Frank uh, mentioned your your time as a defensive coordinator at Stevenson, but you were a quarterback originally. You were the uh, the QB for the Salisbury Seagulls down there in the Maryland Shore and uh, helped them win a lot of games. And, and you are now the um, offensive coordinator. So you've kind of come a little bit of a complete circle a little bit, you know, having spent some time on the defensive side of the ball, getting Stevenson's program up and running. I mean, what, what's what's the type of offense? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys are a, a, a triple option team like the Seagulls. I mean, you can see from the stats that, uh, that your running back, Riddick, did have 167 yards on 11 carries, and uh, Mason rushed for 19 and 81 yards. So it's obviously maybe a more run-based offense. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about the, you know, kind of the schemes that you guys are running up there in, in New Jersey. Uh, offensively, you know, we're, we're based out of the gun. We're, we're your RPO. We want to do quick game. Um, you know, we want to use our uh, our uh, quick game to kind of set up our run game a little bit. Um, you know, we're, we're still figuring out our, our passing game situation right now. We had a freshman quarterback step in last week, um, did a great job against Westcon, and he got the nod this week. And, you know, he kind of, you know, again, in the first half, he came out a little slow, but, you know, we got some quick game passes going with him, I think. He was, I think he had like three or four incomplete passes on the day, uh, but he did a great job of handling the football for us. And once he got his reads down, uh, the offense just started to open up. Um, so, you know, we're, we're a lot like everyone else running the spread, um, like a little bit more. We're not running up tempo yet. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping to build to that. We're such young offensive players. You know, just everything's a, a daily process, step by step for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're your quarterback, Crespo, 17 of uh, 25. So it's pretty pretty efficient, almost 70%. So nice balance there, Coach. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, Coach. Does. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, no, I was going to say, George has done a great job coming in. He's a hitty young man. Uh, I think he's a four-year starter as a high school quarterback. So, you know, it's been good, you know, and I'm excited to see where that young man can go. Absolutely, and he's going to have some uh, definite tutelage with you at the helm. Let's talk about what you look at as the plan, uh, essentially. When you come in and you start turning things around, uh, it's not an overnight sensation. We all know that. You've uh, alluded to it. But at some point, the goal is to win the NJAC, obviously. And with teams like Wesley in there, uh, thanks to Frostburg State for exiting, I'm sure you're thinking to yourself. Uh, Delane Fitzgerald, how you doing? Um, but, uh, you know, Southern Virginia gone as well. So there's there's less teams to have to go through now. So it's a little bit more even achievable, uh, one would say. But what, what was the number of year plan you looked at for something like that? And how do you measure success in year two? What would a successful year two consist of? I think successful. You know, we won a football game, uh, basically getting our guys to come back. Uh, and that's one thing we've preached and talked to our guys about. If you want to change the culture at William Patterson, and you want to change the program's history and where we want to go, uh, you have to come back academically, you know, be eligible, stay on pace to graduate. And the more guys we can get to become seniors, the better our program is going to be. You know, so uh, right now, you know, the job for us as coaches in here is we're going to educate you, obviously, on the film. We're going to coach these young men up, but we want to help them win in life. Um, and we want to help them get a college degree. Um, and I think most importantly, them being able to lean on that um, once they're out of here, it'll help us win football games, you know, when these guys are seniors. You know, and, and I've come in with the program and the mindset that we're going to build from the ground up. You know, and you do see a lot of um, guys that are freshmen and sophomores that are playing for us. You know, and if we can get that core group to continue to come back here, uh, I think we'll have a chance to compete for the top of the end, Jack, in the next year or two. Well, Coach, you get kind of an extended victory Monday, almost to a victory week, because you've you've got a you've got a bye early on in the season. Uh, your next game is uh, in week four on the twenty eighth against your uh, your neighbors there, SUNY Maritime. Um, is Sort of business as usual with the with the bye week as far as just you know running the regular practice and then you'll start the the game plan install you know the following or is it just a time to sort of sit back and just kind of enjoy the enjoy the win it's been it's been a little while right well i'm pretty sure you guys know the business there's no time to really enjoy it you know we told our guys you know enjoy yeah. it on saturday you know you get an extra day this week to actually enjoy it but we were back to business on sunday we practiced and uh you know, our kids are off on Mondays here, so hopefully they can get off to a good start academically each week. Um, you know, for us, we're in the office trying to figure out hey, where we're going to go, what injuries we got, um, what is our plan for practice this upcoming week. You know, and that, that's what we're looking at now and figuring out the smartest way to kind of manage our guys in their time. Just going to check this because I, I think I know who uh, Maritime's next opponent is. Uh, I, I, are they not going for a uh, game across I the uh, I think river? it's Merchant Marine. Yeah, I, I thought Marine. it was. So, Coach Toop, yeah. uh, would you like to send him any messages uh, on how to treat uh, SUNY Maritime uh, this weekend? Uh, treat them nicely. You know, run your offense, that triple option. I know it can be hard for some people, so I'll leave it at that. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Well, Coach, um, you know, normally we save this for uh, our student guests uh, or player guests when they're here, but you're a new guy on the block and you've never had an opportunity to do this uh, with us. So it, it sounds like you've got a uh, budding family forming that you might want to send some shout outs to uh, and uh, some uh, friends and other family that might be uh, watching as well. So 
Coach Dustin Johnson, congratulations on the first win uh, as a head coach. The floor is yours. Give any shout-outs you like to friends, family, et cetera. Uh, well, you know, obviously, you know, Coach Hoddle and those guys at Stevenson, I really appreciate everything they've done. And, uh, you know, Coach Hoddle still is a mentor of mine that I actually can talk to a little bit. And I hope those guys have a lot of success. And you know, they got a big game against Delaware Valley this week. So I'm looking forward to watching that. Um, Congrats to the big win, Coach Wood and, and Salisbury and Coach Bennett and Coach Fleetwood and those guys down there. That was a tremendous win at home. Um, hope you guys slow down by the end of the season when we see you. Uh, you know, and that's you know, everybody else. That's about it. <laughs> I know, oh, Coach Fitz sent me a message, so you can, you can send him a message as well. You know, thanks for his support because he's actually been a great mentor of mine too. You know, he's an hilarious man. That's kind of Appreciate fun. Unbeknownst to you, last year, uh, in some of the talk we had, I think, off-camera with him, if I remember correctly, JB, um, Coach Fitz actually told us to look out for William Patterson. And you know us, so we're like, okay, Coach, whatever you say, whatever you say. And he was serious. He was 100% serious. And he complimented you up, down, and sideways at that point that Mm -hmm. you had something going on there. And lo and behold... Frostburg Fitz is right again. Uh, We've got something going on there. Uh, You know, essentially a tie game in week one that had to be decided in overtime and a win in week two. And we'll see what happens in week four, which is your third game coming up on the 28th. In the meantime, soak it up and enjoy it if you can. And uh, Coach, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, guys. Hey, JB, uh, you know, I love talking to players from military schools, except when we have our technical difficulties because they lock down those uh, those technology fortresses like no other. But we got through. Don't oh, yeah. tell Washington. Super we got clearance. through. We've got we, we got our player guests. We're going to have to hurry up here, though, before they catch wind of it in the Pentagon that, you know, they're going to shut that, shut us down and come after us. So I'm going to let you do the honors of interview or, or introducing, perhaps, our player guests this week. Yeah, and that would be uh, the junior quarterback out of Norwich University, Matt Dunn, who led his team to a, a great victory uh, to get your first Hoffman Cup over St. Lawrence this past weekend. And you guys have your annual little Army-Navy game against the Coast Guard coming up this weekend. Uh, congrats on the 2-0 start. How does it feel? Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it feels good to uh, get a good start like this. Uh, it's taken a little while to get back to our winning ways here, but we're here and we're hoping to stay there. Well, you know, we've been watching you guys for a little while, to be honest with you. I was at Merchant Marine last year, and uh, your favorite receiver in that game was uh, Mr. Romero, uh, who had, I think, 270-plus yards receiving, a couple touchdowns from you. You you had a yeah. day, an interesting day there. It was kind of one of those up-and-down days. Your uh, efficiency wasn't great, but the yardage was great in that game. You still are putting up some huge numbers. Uh, look, uh, 49 pass attempts, that's on our screen right there, 399 yards. Uh, tell your statistician to uh, maybe add one next time uh, for 400. <laughs> but the point being this, uh, you have been prolific in your numbers. Romero has been pretty good, and so have the rest of your receivers. Is this a maturation process going on? And kind of tell us a little bit about how the St. Lawrence game worked out last week as it was kind of a touch-and-go game, I know. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess you can say it's uh, it's us being more mature now. But, I mean, we got two freshmen on the team that are balling out right now. We got Trevor Chase from Maine and Hollywood Johnson. That's Tristan Johnson. We just call him Hollywood. He's from Florida. And they're balling out for us, too. They're really opening up the field for Manny. They're opening up the field for Mint, who, uh, who's our other slot receiver, and even uh, Reedy when he's out there, too. But um, I think uh, we're all really clicking just with the offense, too. The system really works for uh, for all four guys to get the ball and get touches, and it opens up the field. Yeah, for Manny, I know he, he plays well, and he's so good and prolific that a lot of people see him do his thing, but a lot of people haven't really even touched the surface yet in this offense, too. We we haven't even reached that potential in what we can do, and our goal is to to kind of really get to there this week and carry it on to uh, the coming weeks. Well, I definitely know that when I spoke to other coaches in the new Mac, that they they're well aware of of your offense and what you guys can do. Uh, but you know, I think it's you know to Frank's point. I mean, you you know, you start off your career as a wide receiver. You play in one game, I think, um, against WPI, and then. The second or third game of your sophomore year, you're thrust into the, the starting quarterback role. Um, tell us a little bit about you know that that progression. I know last season there was some challenges with turnovers. Maybe you guys would have won a few more games if not for that. But what what have you worked on uh, to really you know, make you the quarterback that we're seeing today? Uh, I just usually work. Uh, footwork's a big part of it. Uh, you know, getting my feet in the right position to make throws. I'm a, I'm a shorter quarterback. Uh, I'm only, you know, 5'9", five, 5'10 five, on a good day. So, you know, really getting my arm mechanics in the right spot to make good throws is something that I really, uh, really strive for. Um, yeah, like last year with the turnovers, I think I, I had way more interceptions and touchdowns. I'm, I'm going to try to get that down this year. And I think that when it comes to what I do over the summers and in the off season to get ready, it's it's get my arm strength there, you know, working with my receivers who are here in the off season before we go home to make sure our timing's there. And then when we come in the, in the uh, fall camp to make sure that everything's good and everything's crisp. And so far it has been. So wait a minute, you're 5'9", I'm 5'9". So you're telling me with my four years of eligibility, I still have remaining, I could become a quarterback too? Is that where we're going with this? Uh, yeah, if you want to give it a shot, just uh, if you come here, you know you're going to have to battle with me for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, you don't clearly do I'm lost. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so last year, um, you, you got to have to endure some memories of some social media stuff going on after the game that's coming up this coming Saturday. Um, I think this was the drink from the cup or drink from the mug Brian Jones uh, game, ultimately. Uh, Ryan Jones, yeah. nice guy. We've interviewed him uh, on here, and um, he, he said he didn't actually try to drink from the mug, really, because there might be lead in it. So we, we advise you, if you win <laughs> it this weekend, don't. But yeah. my, my, uh, my point in question ultimately comes down to this. How did last year feel? Did it kind of feel a, a burning sensation that hasn't relieved itself at this point to come to this game this year? And tell us about the importance of this game, because a lot of people don't quite understand – what this whole little army navy thing means it, what's the pop and circumstance like leading up to it uh well i can tell you right now i'm looking out at our stadium right now and they're installing more stands for this game and we got a pretty big stadium to start with so that just shows the magnitude of it uh we're gonna have a lot of people here it's alumni weekend it's the 200th anniversary of our school so you know this place is going to be packed and you know the alumni are going to want to want to see a good game and Going back to last year, I mean, losing on the last play and honestly almost taking back that falling kick return for a touchdown. 
aside from the shoelace tackle. I mean, that one hurt. I remember a lot of guys were down in the locker room after that one. I to you know go have to sing our alma mater after a loss. That's that's no fun. No one likes doing that. And especially now it's a conference game. I mean that that puts more implication on it. I mean they're a great team, but I think this year we we have the tools necessary to you know pull it out. And you know one of our team goals is never losing the fourth quarter. And last year that that was not successful in this game, but it definitely will be this year when we put ourselves in the right position. And we we all. This whole week of practice, we've had two days of practice this week. You know, Monday where it was just a helmets day and we were still buzzing around. Everybody, the energy was there. Everybody was good. And then, you know, a 6.30 practice this morning and everybody's going, everybody's hitting, everybody's ready to go. I mean, you can definitely feel the uh, the, the tension rising for this game and, and we're ready to go. We, we're waiting for Saturday and we're going to let it unleash. Well, one of the stranger things I heard over the weekend uh, were some announcers during a game that, that described the south of Boston as rough as a rough area. Um, you're from Rockland, which is in Plymouth County, and in, in, you know, probably a town of what, like 20,000 people, pretty, you know, bucolic yeah, New England uh, type of thing. Yeah, and so what? Uh, what led you? What led a you know kid from from down there to, to end up in, in Vermont and of all places a you know a military type of academy? Tell us a little bit about your your journey that brought you to Norwich. Yeah, um, my sophomore junior year, I started thinking about colleges I wanted to go to, and uh, I knew I wanted to join the military, and I was thinking about enlisting. And then my brother, he was uh, he was a Marine, as a lot of my family has been before me. And he turned me on to the officer route. And when I heard about that, I got intrigued because I, I had the grades to attend the university and I uh, had the passion to join the military. So uh, I was looking at places kind of far away, you know, the Naval Academy, uh, the Citadel and stuff like that. And then I didn't really know too much about Norwich. And then a lot of people from my area have came here and played hockey or played football or stuff like that. And they turned me on to it. And I did the application process I uh, knew I wanted to play football or play a sport in college, and it just worked out where I could uh, get to come here and, you know, fulfill my dream of being in the military while playing the greatest game in the world, too. Tell us about your relationship with uh, Coach uh, Murniak. Uh, I think uh, nine years uh, he's been uh, coaching over there, or this is his ninth year, and uh, what kind of influence did he have on you uh, coming there, and uh, have you guys grown closer as you've kind of grown in your role as quarterback? Uh, from what JB said, you know, obviously it's been a kind of you know, winding road for you there, but uh, how has he gotten you to sort of become the helmsman here ultimately? Oh, he's been a tremendous help. There's no doubt there. He, uh, I mean, he's one of the best defensive coaches in the conference. There's no doubt. And he sends he sends everything at us in practice to get us ready for these games from a defensive standpoint. And honestly, our defense is so good that it makes it makes it almost easier going into those games where you know, like when you're going against the defense as tough as that we have um, in practice. That when you get to the game, it's it's going to be that type of speed, that that game speed from practice to the game, that's going to translate well. And Coach Marin, I'm, we've definitely grown closer over the years. Uh, when I was a receiver, I was going up against, you know, his DBs that were that were unbelievable, you know, Brashawn Stewart, Mike Corinna. And, you know, he was teaching me the ropes as far as when I was in the special teams game as a return man. And then he was totally open when I was trying to switch back to quarterback, and he was really supportive of it. And uh, ever since then, it's it's been nothing but good things, you know. Um, he sends his man, his men after me in practice, and it gets me better. And I think uh, he's been huge for me becoming the quarterback I am. 
I've got uh, before I let JB jump in. Uh, let's see if we uh, we uh, can catch a youngster on trivia here. Do you know the most, let's say, famous former receiver from Norwich? Now, they, I'm not going to say he graduated from Norwich, but who was the most famous wide receiver to uh, play or at least attend Norwich University that you can think of? Uh, right now, it's Pierre Gasson. Yeah, you got it. Nailed it. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully, we change that answer with the four guys that we got here right now and maybe the guys coming in the future, though. This might be my favorite New England uh, team here. I'm looking at your guys' roster. There's a lot of... Uh, Players from the Orlando area. We got Apopka, and then we got a little further south. We got Fort Lauderdale near Frank's neck of the woods when he teaches at the University of Miami. You got Ocala. Um, I mean, Daytona Beach, uh, you know, Aaron Connor, who, by the way, uh, I think owes you one uh, that because I noticed in the in the box score, he was the one guy with a minus one receiving yard. So should have been 400 there, Aaron. Come on, you, this guy's going to have to do some wind sprints or 100 push-ups or something for that. But um, nah, yeah. he's all good. What, he does enough in the run. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's a quarterback's best friend, right? Other than your offensive line, you got to have a good running game. And with Bork and Connor, you got you got two guys back there. Oh yeah, they're studs. Well, listen, we uh, we could talk to you all day, honestly. Uh, you, we always say we take a risk on these interviews because we don't know you guys that well. We know you play really well, but uh, interviews can be a whole different world. And you've been a, a pure pleasure to uh, talk with, uh, just like Ryan Jones, who will be uh, facing you guys down from across the uh, field. And uh, we'll see where that goes on Saturday in the little Army-Navy game. Good luck in the game itself. We can't choose uh, favorites here, but uh, we want to see everybody play really well. But before you go... You get the opportunity for shout-outs, any teammates, friends, family, anybody that might be watching you, Matt Dunn, this is your time for shout-outs. Floor is yours. Uh, first, I want to send a shout-out to the O-line, protecting me, those big guys up front, never letting those, uh, the bad guys get to me. Shout-out to the running backs for uh, you know always being there and you know setting up the pass game when we need it and running the ball tough when we need it as well. Shout-out to my receivers for making me look good every, every play, every snap, even when the ball is a bad one. Um, teachers who believed in me and put the trust in me, you know, Coach Cole, Coach Meshko, Coach Chiz, Coach uh, Vrila on the offensive side, and then Coach Marin, Coach Russell, and uh, Coach Rhodes, Coach Madden on the defensive side. Thanks to you for us to be this team's quarterback, and uh, hopefully I can uh, pull it out for you guys on Saturday. And then shout out to my family for always showing support and my boys back home. And uh, go Wick, baby. So, JB, you always ask this question of uh, quarterbacks when they mention the uh, offensive line. So I, I guess I, we need to kind of change it up here a little bit. You're in a military right. school. So, you know, normally JB's like, hey, how do you go and, you know, take care of those big uglies up front of you that, you know, do you take them out for dinner and this and that? It's not as easy in a military institution. So how do you take care of the guys that protect you during the season? Uh, yesterday we gave them some cookies. Uh, after uh, after a pretty good game, uh, provided by our offensive coordinator, Coach Kolb's wife. We, I ran those up to them during the film. Uh, and then Coach Kolb actually has this cool tradition that we do. Um, when we uh, go on away games and the parents get us some food for after, he grabs, uh, you know, like an extra sandwich or whatever the food of the day is there. And he uh, has me pick some offensive linemen who uh, – who really sacked for me during the game, and I give them a little something. And then during practice, it's always, you know, a good 
good slap on the back, uh, you know, something like that to say, hey, thanks, uh, thanks for having me on that play because I probably would have got crushed on it. So it was a lot cheaper than the Taco <laughs> yeah. Bell $5 box that Jason Hellwick at Brockport told us about or Wahid Nabi's yeah, Fat Jack's uh, dinners. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a little different find Taco Bell and stuff around here. It's like 30 miles down the road, but maybe <laughs> 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 Yeah, it, it is Vermont indeed. And for uh, everybody yeah. that thinks of Vermont's a big state with a lot of greenery in it, uh, you're living proof of it at Norwich. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Uh, you hopefully get up there sometime to actually catch a game. I, I wanted to this week. Unfortunately, got some uh, stuff going on in New York City. So I might get to uh, a another military institution, Merchant Marine, to see them play SUNY Maritime this weekend. But uh, I'm going to be watching the score for sure and the stat lines of you guys to see what happens. And uh, maybe, just maybe, we'll have another guest uh, from Norwich on sooner rather than later here. So thanks for joining us. And, again, good luck to you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. Thanks, Matt. And thank you for your service, too, by the way. <laughs>